welcome to RPG Cast episode 257 for the week of March 2nd, 2013. March is here! It's in like um a lamb, I think. Um hopefully out like a lion then, I guess. With me are a collection of I can't make that transition. So first off, Anna Marie Newfeld. Good morning. Good morning. She's still asleep, apparently. Um, second, John Yearworth. To be honest, Chris, that countdown would have worked better for the 256th episode. Yes, it would have, but uh, I was just waiting for my recording software to actually start. So, oh. buying time. Yeah. Of course, people at home have no idea what we're talking about. Of course. Just like Emmanuel Marino. Someone said me, Genix, cats. Cats? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Chris Rivet, here. Here with a bunch of RP Gamers' finest to talk about the week's news and RPGs and what we've been playing. So why don't we kick that off with Anna. What you been up to, girl? Um, well, it it's looks- sort of a lot of the same and sort of some new stuff. So tell us about so, the new stuff. Um, I think this is... Well, I only have one new game, and I kind of want to talk about it more next week. Okay. Which is Kairosoft put out a new game called Beastie Bay. Alright. And so I haven't new, had a So a new yeah. Kairosoft game, but look more for it next week? Yes. Because right. I haven't had a it's ton of time to dive game, right? into it. Yes. Yeah. Wait, uh, Beastie Bang? Beastie, Beastie Bay. Bay. Okay, Bay. Okay. Very different game I was thinking of. <laughs> Maddie. No, it's you're on an island and there are beasties and you need to tame them. It's it's like Pokemon meets Kairosoft. Like I said, I, I want to dive into it more next week after I've had some uh, more time with it than I have. Um, but yeah, this week I've been finishing up Final Fantasy IX. Um, I went around and did absolutely everything possible, Chocobo Hot and Cold, so I'm completely done the mini game, Cold Chocobo. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I started playing a monk in World of Warcraft, and that's actually really fun. I got up to level 30 in a couple days because they have incredibly huge experience boosts on them. And then I swear this week was like, um, somebody, you know, raised the pitchfork and said, update all of the iPhone games. And, um, yeah, so all the iPhone games that I'd sort of been leaving aside and waiting for them to update, updated this week. So I've been playing tons more Flow Free, which is a puzzle game. Um, Puzzle Craft, which is a match three game, and Fairway Golf, which is a solitaire game, and I've been playing the the you know crap out of those for the last um, basically five days because that's when they started updating. So yeah, that's kind of been my week in gaming. Cool. Um, that's not too bad. Sorry, I've just found this really cool story about Skyrim running with 150 mods. It looks really pretty. Ooh. I don't know what that means. Okay. Skyrim modding is a very distracting thing. Oh, and that's the video I can't show on here. Okay. So, in addition to Anna playing the heck out of Final Fantasy IX Chocobos and leveling her WoW Monk, we have Manny, who's delving into really old games along with I'm Sam I'm still Marcello, chewing right? a bit. Can you uh, go to uh, Quinn? So I just have to make breakfast as quickly why, as possible. Why, why do people choose the show as the time? Because to eat it's breakfast? at nine a.m. But to, so eat before or after, not during. Okay, I'll starve for the show. 
I don't think it's unreasonable to not I eat think it's quite the show. unreasonable. I want two minutes to finish an Egg McMuffin, and then you can go on to him. What's a big deal? <laughs> you had two minutes earlier, and it's not nine. Oh, it is 9.42. I've been cooking. You. It takes like 20 minutes to cook, and it is. Oh, whatever, dude. <laughs> do really everyone need to know our business? John, our private business? John, do you have any private McMuffin business? What? Wait. <laughs> Apparently, you thought that was some sort of strong accusation. Yeah, that I'd never eat a McMuffin. Oh, you're you're insulted by the concept that you went to McDonald's? No, I'm not insulted by that. I do that more often than I should, but no, 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 it's just I hate McMuffins. Oh, okay. What's your preferred McFood? Uh, uh, can I just go on to what I've been playing? Oh, okay, sure. Um... Yeah, I, there is actually, um, I suppose, a theme of giant robots running through my, uh, running through my plate. You know, the plate that recently played this week. Um, I can't remember if I'd, I know I hadn't finished Metal Gear Rising Revengeance when I spoke about it last week, had I? Um, no, you I have hadn't. now. I have now finished it on both normal and hard, and I'm currently going through on very hard. Um, the. Uh, Revengeance has a, a similar system to um, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. If people remember the old um, uh, ID tags that you could shake out of the soldiers in Metal Gear Solid 2, um, there is a similar mechanic in Metal Gear Rising, except all you really need to do there is um, identify uh, the, which soldiers are carrying them and then hack their left arms off which is substantially easier than shaking them down for their ID tags in um, Metal Gear Solid 2. If you unlock, if you find, um, if you find, and if you find a certain number of them, there are 30 in the game, if you find a certain number of them, they unlock some quite powerful additional items. A bit like how the, uh, if you found enough of the ID tags in Metal Gear Solid 2, um, you got that perfect stealth camouflage item that basically rendered all of the stealth portions of the game phenomenally easy. Um, in Metal Gear Rising, if you get 20 out of the 30 left hands, uh, you gain a wig which gives you infinite sword mode, which has the side effect of making the game ridiculously easy. Wait, wait you get a wig? Yeah, the because um, a couple of the I think a couple of the games have had old like other games have had uh, basically superpowers given to you via either wigs or bandanas. Yeah, the Infinity Bandana. Yeah, the Infinity Bandana was in I think Metal Gear Solid two and one, three and maybe four as well. It was in the first one too. I remember that. I think wow. it was. Yeah. I don't know anything about these items. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're basically like just kind of like bonus items that you get from doing. Like yeah. odd things, oh. and they're very um, convoluted. Like in Metal Gear Solid Three, uh, you had to catch a Tsuchinoko, like uh, that legendary Japanese snake. Yeah, and uh, the ID tags in Metal Gear Solid Two were really hard to get because you had to <laughs> shake. Is that you what had... you guys call them in 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 the UK? ID tags rather than dog tags? Yeah, uh, I I think the game called them ID tags as well, oh, or at least Japan. they did in the PAL version of the game. So, all right, I was just wondering. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, well, when I say giant robots as a kind of theme is you do have to fight two, at least two Metal Gears in Metal Gear Rising. So uh, those are giant robots, you're just not piloting one. I like so how you say at least. At least. So one I, ray and a... Uh, couple of the others, else? it really depends on your definition of Metal Gear, because those uh, two-legged ones from Metal Gear Solid 4 are regular enemies. The cows. Uh, yeah. Sorry? The cows. Yes. Yeah. Because they moo. 
Yeah. The geckos. And they crap everywhere. <laughs> like a um, Yeah, A little bit of Super Robot Wars, although not that much this week. Um, I think I've I finally managed to get into uh, MechWarrior Online. I've I've played it before, Ooh. but uh, previously it just never kind of clicked. Did it? And yeah, I, I, I managed to sort of get. All right, in cool. A bit more this week. It's a kind of. It's very at the moment. It's very because it's still in beta. There's there's obviously still quite a bit of um, stuff that's still to be implemented. So at the moment, all it really consists of is a bunch of maps where you engage in eight v eight fights where you don't respawn when you die. It's a sort of very. Uh, it's almost like arena based combat sort of thing. At the moment, I'm trying to save up enough um, of the currency that you get from winning matches and shooting uh, other mechs apart to create um, like my preferred build like I've, I've got my own mecha now uh, basically the, the, the system works similar to how um, uh, League of Legends does in that there is always uh, like four mecha you can play um, for free sort of thing um, but they all, they all have like kind of preset loadouts um, so you have to actually earn some currency. You can either use uh, um, the currency you can buy with real money or you use the currency that you pick up by playing games to, to basically buy a mecha you can then customize with your own uh, setup and stuff. So I'm currently trying to save up enough money to do that. So I was wondering what kind of what kind of frame are you using, or like just what mech in, in general? Uh, the for those people familiar with um, uh, MechWarrior, my preferred the my preferred unit that's actually in the game is the Catapult, um, but they have a variant of it called the K2, which replaces the two side missile pods with a uh, laser, uh, with a couple of laser mounts instead. Wait, is the Catapult the like the iconic one that's always on the box? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Um. It's a fairly iconic one in terms of its design, um, but I'm not sure if it's the one that always ends up on the uh, always ends up on the front cover. I'd have to grab my. Hang on, I got a copy of Mech, War- Mech Commander Gold from 1999 here. Uh, no, the the one the one prominent on the front cover, I think, is a Mad Cat or two. Oh, but I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, I just yeah. The Mad now the Mad Cat I like, but it isn't in Mech Warrior Online yet. Now it'll probably be one of those units that I will definitely try and get if it does come to Mech Warrior Online. <laughs> So and for, a, so for the game itself is made in CryEngine three, which does mean that it looks really pretty if you've got a good graphics card. So you're enjoying this a lot more than the other free to play mech game, Hawken. I haven't tried Hawken yet. Okay. I, at some point I will. I and Chris, didn't you say yeah. you were interested in a? Yeah, I know, and that wasn't the game you were looking for. Mech no. Warrior is the heavy mech game. Yeah, but I've I've been sucked into other things this week, like. Uh... Well, Edge of Odyssey 4 just came out, so I've been playing a lot of that. Got to use those exclusive uh, QR codes. Yeah, I, I found them. Um, they've already... All the secret tr- um, treasure maps have been found already by people, and they've posted those online. But you can't scan them all in yet until you unlock the areas that uh, those maps actually exist in, which is uh, interesting. Just how fast the community is absorbing this game. Um, day of release. Uh, let's get half the maps up day after release. Oh, we got all of them up. Um Entry in Odyssey 4, I'm continuing on with that. I took all my data over from uh, from my uh, from my demo. It imported just super sweet, super easy. Um, so picked right up where I left off in the demo, and I've just been uh, been grinding away on that. And you know, it's still really fun. It's still got really good music, and uh, it's still dungeon exploring at the extreme. Um, so I'm, this is my first Entry in Odyssey game, 
so I get to enjoy, learn the joys of FOEs, which are the big on-map enemies that are really powerful and stronger than all the things that you're fighting in random battles. And I had my first experience last night where I was fighting a random battle and a FOE randomly walked over and joined into the battle and made me have to, like, get the heck out of there because uh, they're really powerful. So so it's still just like, uh, for those of you it's still a basic dungeon crawler where you're running around? Yeah, basic dungeon crawler, really good art style. Um, okay. A lot of, as you kill enemies, you get items, you take them back to town, you sell them, and that um, the more of those items you sell, the more um, things unlock for you to buy in the shop. And so, like, everything in the shop... It, in addition to costing money, it also needs you to have sold back a certain number of a monster part to the NPC in the store. So you are always uh, unlocking more and better uh, weapons and armor as you go along. And that's really cool because it gives you a reason to go back and grind on the enemies and you know, get really more powerful gear. And I found that one item I need. Now I have this super powerful shield and my tank can like stand up to even more stuff. So we're going to go fight that big FOE that's been harassing me for forever. And you get a big item drop from that and then you turn that into more equipment so everything's built um with a good feedback loop to get you playing more and more and more um this one also has a hard mode or normal mode and a casual mode and i've been playing normal so far um i played some of casual in the demo you can change it whenever you want um the so only- is that the big change the new addition for this uh new version it, it seems like they've made the whole thing more accessible uh, okay. So they've got the casual mode. They've got it so that you can see on the map um, how strong the FOEs are relative to your party. So you can kind of get an idea. Should I try taking this guy on? Oh, no, he's outlined in red. I should run the heck away. Um, yeah, so they they do a good job of that. Uh, the writing seems to be pr- really good. Um, they, they're always uh, doing a good job of, hey, you've entered this room, and you see that there's this monster in here, and there's a couple other foes near you. Uh, and they say it more eloquently than this. So you should really be careful about how you pr- approach this monster, because if you do it wrong, he's going to alert the other foes, and they're all going to join in the battle, and you're going to get smushed. So, you know, just look around and think about things. So they don't tell you what you need to do. They just tell you, they make you w- aware of things so that you are, you're not caught completely off guard. So it kind of gives you that idea of, like, if you were actually there, you would think about these things, and since you're in a game just pressing up, 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 you don't necessarily do that. So so I appreciate that. Um, it, you know, looks really nice on the 3DS, great music, and um, I, I do highly recommend it, and the demo's out there, so go pick that up if you, you are on the fence. You'll get a good idea whether or not you like it or, or not just from the demo, because the demo lets you play for quite a while, many hours. So, uh, yeah. So that's been a good pickup. Anna bought it for me. Thank you, Anna. It was a Valentine's Day present. How romantic. Mm-hmm. Hey, it could be worse. I bought da- For Valentine's Day, I bought David a t-shirt. <laughs> was it a nice t-shirt at least? It was a Team Solo Mid t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hey he, really, <laughs> hey, he really wanted one. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> it's a League of Legends reference. Um, I've also been uh, playing Mark the Ninja. Um... And that's been. Ex- you keep calling it Mark the Ninja. Because that's like what it should be called. It should be called Mark. Because his ninja. name is Mark. Hey, I'm Mark. I'm a ninja. How's <laughs> it going, guys? I'm Mark the Ninja. Uh, that game is exceedingly fun. I've been playing a level a day, and it's a fantastic amount to play. And um, it just, every day, I'm like, oh, I get to play Mark the Ninja another level. And there's so many cool little stealth puzzles, and they do a, that game. You, you, it's hard to say enough good things about that, but it's, it's stealth done right. 
Um, and it really rewards you for being stealthy. It rewards you for finding stealthy ways to kill all the enemies on a map. Uh, it rewards you for being stealthy and not killing anybody at all. And it's just really cool how they give you so many different ways to play. And it's a really enjoyable thing. The controls are so well done. Even on a keyboard, which is not ideal on, I'm finding that I'm really having fun to play and, and I feel like a badass. So, Why don't you plug in a 360 controller? Um, mostly because to execute some of the stealth stuff, you need to know what you're doing with the controls, and I, I don't want to change right now. All right. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with that. I probably made a mistake starting down the keyboard path, but uh, it's, it's still the power they give you. Um, I, I just unlocked an item. It's called Ravenous Insects. And uh, after you kill a guard, if you can't find a way to dispose of his body really easily, you unleash the ravenous insects and they eat the body. And then there's no body for Ew. other guards to get That's just like uh, Dishonored with the rats. Yeah. You have them eat yeah. corpses. Yeah. Anyway, it's a cool story. It's, it's got good music, good sound effects, good graphics, good everything. So, um, And it's been on sale. So if you can pick up Mark of the Ninja cheap, I would recommend that as well. All right. Um, Manny, are you ready? All right. All I'm right. ready. Let's do this. Okay. All so right. you, you've been playing a game with Sam, right? Well, well, I'm sure, I think we started the game at the same time. I, uh, I remember I mentioned a while ago that I wanted to dig into my back catalog and play Devil Summoner 2, and I finally did after much peer pressure. Many people have asked me, hey, dude, when are you going to start that game and talk about it? So I'm not sure if we have a thread on the forums yet. Do we? Probably. Yeah. Great. I should jump in there and write up some thoughts. But I started the game. There's actually two threads. There's a Devil Summoner 2 thread, and then there's also a March Backlog thread. All We're right. having a awesome. contest on the forums to see who can get through their backlog in March. <laughs> like all thousand games that all of us have? <laughs> <laughs> it's called March Madness. March Madness. Okay, so I got through the prologue and a little bit of the first case. Uh, my first impression is – I'm just going to do my little minute okay? My because I'm, I'm going to try to do this a little bit every week. So my first impression was that 44-minute long tutorial, no saves, no breaks, just here are the controls, learn the game, and here's a lot of exposition. Go. <laughs> so it was – you know, it's a very different experience to play a game like that that starts off so – like even Persona, I feel like you get more breaks now before you, you know, before you're, you know, when you can actually stop playing, that which is kind of funny. But yeah, I I played the first Devil Summoner like maybe five years ago, and this game right off the bat just feels like the same game. Well, not really the same game, more like a very much a much more refined version because I've already visited all the same places I visited the first time. All the same character models are there, the same cities there, and like nothing has really changed. Except like maybe a handful of new people, but what is there is much more improved. Like have, fighting with two demons feels much better. Not having to play Pokemon with a demon, like where you'd have to lower its health and then you'd have to mash the A button, the circle button, to sort of suck them into your tube. Now you just negotiate with them, which is a lot more fun and interesting. It's kind of cool because your other demons can jump in on a negotiation to help you out if you're doing really poorly. The combat seems a little quicker. I like that you get like a little pre-setup before you jump into the, the random battle. So you can decide, do I run? Do I negotiate? Who do I send in? Uh, and one little, one little final little touch they added is that uh, it's these uh, save points within a, like a, a dungeon or a level. They're called dragon caves. 
you can now use those to fuse demons, which is a huge addition because in Devil Summoner 1, you'd spend a lot of time thinking, okay, I got these guys, I got these guys. Next time I get back to town, my home base, like in three hours, I'm going to try to fuse some people. So, you you know, it's a little thing that you do every now and then. But now that you have direct access to the, the Gomad, what's it called? Gomaden or, uh, I can't remember the exact name, but the laboratory to fuse demons. I feel like I will do a lot more fusing and try a lot more different possibilities and just keep on getting more guys so I can do it again and again, which actually just streamlines the whole experience, which is funny because it's still kind of this rigid old school Japanese RPG with very long breaks. I remember I had to stop for dinner or something and I was like, okay, where's was the last safe point? Okay, back in the other town. So I had to jump on the trolley car, go back, walk back into my office, you know, like, like a five minute, 10 minute trek just to go save and stop. So I'm glad those days are over. But it's nice that they modernize a lot of it. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like the same game, but new story and slightly better mechanics and some new demons. So that's my first impression so far. I haven't really dug into the case yet. All I know is it has to do with luck, 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 luck. Luck is a big theme so far. People are either too lucky or very unlucky or so lucky and unlucky at the same time that it cancels out. So there you go. There's my Devil Summoner Minute. Okay. Oh, and I've been playing some Binding of Isaac, which is addictive and depressing at the same time. Hmm. So much death. Addictive and depressing, huh? Yeah. That's what a roguelike is, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. Is FTL depressing? Hmm. Yeah, you get to like you're well, right, considering you the last end. Yeah, considering how many people die in the you know the vacuum of space during that game. Yeah, <laughs> it's fairly depressing. Okay, fair enough. Oh no, my oh my pilot, he was level five. No. Okay. So yes, Binding of Isaac, like, yes, I finally got to this level. All right, I'm ready. Oh, no. 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 (laughs) Let's get into our feedback. First off, from Legendary Zoltan, he writes in and says, here's a question to inspire some conversation. What is something that is a common practice in RPGs that you think should have been changed a long time ago? I'll give you two examples. One, having a dedicated battle theme. A lot of games have have a lot of good dungeon themes but yet appear in it in 15 second segments because every time you enter battle you have to hear the battle song what you end up with are 60 hour games that feel like they only had one song in the soundtrack the only game i know of that doesn't have this problem is resonance of fate um number two free camera control unless it's a very open space like uh, an overworld the camera stays zoomed in too close all the time so every time you turn corners the camera swings around constantly it's a big waste because anytime something's moving it's blurred that's just how TVs work. Pre-programmed camera angles are vastly superior to free cameras. What common RPG practices would you like to see changed? Well, okay, so that second one is a, a game practice, we should point out. That's, cameras suck and they're hard. There's no easy answer to the camera issue. Well, those both sound like Japanese RPG problems. Because mm. when I think of uh, Skyrim or Oblivion, I don't... Sky, I mean, or uh, Fallout or even Mass Effect, I don't really think of those two things. No, when I think of Western RPGs, I think of lighting problems. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair complaint. You know, either too dark or the characters are too shiny because they're using Unreal or whatever. But as far as the first, like, trope, uh, the, the I will say this. I do really enjoy the battle theme for Double Summoner, too. I, I think, even though I'm probably going to listen to that like a thousand times, 
at least it's uh, Shoji Meguro, so I'm not going to complain. Mm-hmm. But uh, tropes, uh, save points. I mean, if you're gonna ha- if you're gonna make me save at a save point, make them more frequent. So like, you know, I'm not a 16 year old on summer vacation anymore. I actually <laughs> I have stuff to do. I want to be able to stop if I need to. Don't make me go for like, okay, when's the next save point? Another hour? Sorry, nobody's gonna eat dinner until I'm done. So that's one trope I wish. Just save any time. Or at least, well, I guess the, the PlayStation 4 will help alleviate that. That's just a, like a hardware solution, right? Just push the pause button. Yeah, to just suspend and come back later. That, that'd be great. Okay. Um, I will say I'm a little over random battles. That is a trope I, that people have tried to do other things, and yet people come back to it. So that's an interesting one. I I enjoy it more when I can see the guy when the enemy on the screen and maybe have an option to avoid him if I if I want to. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Nothing. I, I mean, I think they're both tropes at this point. <laughs> There's been so many games with each. Yeah, but sometimes random battles. Just like, I just want to go back to town. Let me go back to town. Let me go back to town. <laughs> I just want to go back to town. No, oh, that's fair. Uh what else do we have for, for tropes that need to just go? Amnesia. <laughs> Amnesia, yeah. <laughs> the That's idea that if you leave a dungeon, you have to go back to the start of it and not just oh. pick up where you left off. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Like, oh, like, like Same thing with the save points. It's even worse. It's like, okay, I need to stop now. Where is the save point? Outside the dungeon. And so when I come back, I need to go through all of this again, including the puzzles. Hmm. Hmm. Alright. Wait, uh, there was one last one I was thinking. Okay. Oh, lost it. Lost it. Okay. So I guess... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that your character has to be... I guess that's just what it is in an RPG, right? Where you're the one, the chosen one. You're always the right, chosen one. More story complaints. Like, we need more original stories, it seems. Yeah, like, like why we... could you just be, like, a guy involved in a bad situation? You're mm-hmm. not necessarily... Dutch, you're the only one. Just, just a dude who gets pulled in. You're just a regular guy. Every who, time I try to get out, they pull me back in. You just, you know, trying to get home to your family for Christmas, and you get pulled into these terrorist situations every every year. Oh, wait, that's, no, that's... Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that what Tales of Grace's F is trying to shoot for? What? The Die Hard formula? He's just a guy who leaves his posh life and, you know becomes a soldier, and then crap happens. I don't know that I'm going to hold up Tales of Graces as an example of non... Original storytelling. Uh, of original storytelling, yeah. given how many anime tropes there are in that. No, that's true. <laughs> um, I, I think that the chat room like has a good idea. Chat room has a really good idea. Get rid of unskippable tutorials. Because that's something that really is annoying. In Fire like, Emblem? <laughs> uh, yeah... This is why I'm at least moderately glad that I, I, um, Super Robot Wars, until the PS3 one, I don't think I've ever actually had a tutorial. And that even then, the one in um, Super Robot Wars Original Generations 2 is optional. And it is kind of semi... Um, at least they make an attempt also to kind of roll it into a kind of bit of mini plot as well. 
that's what Devil Summoner 2 did. It opened up with like a 45 minute tutorial, basically. That's what the prologue was, which is really strange too, because they like it, they're doing two things at the same time. They're pretending that this is that you've done this all before and you know who everyone is, you know who your buddy, who your cat buddy is, you know who the detective agency, but you don't at the same time. Like, hey, uh, Rido, nice to see you again. Hey, I'm your cat buddy. Remember, we went on that 40 hour adventure together. You know, because they have to explain it for people who haven't done it before. So they're doing both at the same time. It's like, I know you're a little rusty since you've been back at the training camp. What do you say we go through some training exercises? Start 45 minute tutorial or explain everything that happened in the last game and show you how to play the game again. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good thing you're not rusty anymore and you know all those old tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hmm. last one. Yep. I want to be able to pause cutscenes. Oh, just because the, stuff happens. Yeah, cutscenes should always be to. pausable. Yep, absolutely. That should be a requirement. The console maker should put it in. Like, if you're gonna make an RPG and you have cutscenes, make sure you can pause them. Especially if they're as long as Metal Gears. Metal Gear, huh? which is funny because you can pause cutscenes in Rising. Finally, I, I think you, you could go. pause them in four too, couldn't you? Hell no! You can you can only can you pause them in Rising? You can skip them. Yeah. Just like uh, thirteen. Thirteen does that too. Oh yeah, I think they. I think Square Enix started doing that with the big Final Fantasy in ten two. I remember ten two. That was like a big addition. Mm. Pause and. Skip. I think the problem. I think the problem was before it was on the uh, PS two. It was quite difficult to put some sort of pause function in the middle of um, FMVs, which were playing straight off the disc. Yeah, that's true. There, the, you couldn't do that during the FMV. That well, I think, I think, uh, like for example, like Final Fantasy seven VII and eight and nine. I think it was more of a hardware limitation than anything. I think I could be wrong on that one, but I don't think you could even skip. I don't think you could skip the cutscenes in the PC version of Metal Gear Solid. Oh, Metal Gear Solid, PC version of um, Final Fantasy seven. No, you you couldn't. There was. <laughs> that port was as bare bones as it could get. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move on to our next question here. All right, Brennan writes in, says, okay, guys, going to make this feedback short and sweet for Chris because he had a long letter last week. How do you think the newly announced PlayStation 4's ability to stream games to the PS Vita will benefit RPG players? I think this would be the perfect time for Vita to re- or for Sony to release more PS2 classics to the PS3 that could in turn be streamed to the Vita. Chris mentioned liking Rogue Galaxy, so just think of the possibility. Um, I don't know that I mentioned that because I've never played Rogue Galaxy, but okay. <laughs> what do you guys think? Streaming RPGs? Yes, that, please. Yeah, obviously. Yes, please. Um, are there PS2 games that we really need, though, at this point? Or should we focus on new RPGs? Oh, isn't it just There's... a sub just let us stream anything? Okay. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> There are some PS2 games that I wouldn't mind either revisiting or playing because, I mean, I didn't get to every PS2 RPG that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And you I'm know, finding, is... like, replaying 9 on the go is like, yeah, there's there's oh, actually but... more PS1 games that I want to dive into but now it, having had that experience. I don't think it's, like, so much on the go as much as it's, like, uh, off-screen play like with the Wii U. Yeah, but I'm also fine with that because for me, playing on the go can also mean playing it on the couch while Chris does something else on the TV. Which is, I, I think that we're, it's great for families, people with like wives or kids who need the TV. It sounds good. 
I mean, there's no complaints. Just, uh, I don't think anyone's saying that you shouldn't do it. But it's nice that the tech has finally been perfected at least. Well, not I wouldn't say I shouldn't say perfected, but much improved. Because I remember this was a big feature for the PS3 and the PSP. You're going to play Dragon's Lair on your PSP. You're going to stream it using remote play. Dragon's Lair was one of the ones they said? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Of course, the, the, uh, this whole uh, remote play... It just this makes me wish though that the Vita had two more triggers. Okay. Because otherwise you're gonna be using that touch panel to simulate maybe some very important buttons on the L on the L two and R one. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So that is an issue. Yep. But I guess less so with a uh, slower pace RPG, right? Yeah, probably not with a slower paced. I don't know. Hmm. Radiata Stories says the chat room. They want to play that. I have that on PS2. I should play it. All right. Quick note to Quinn. After he mentioned the anime Martian successor, Nadesico, during the big geek out over what's the coolest looking starship, I have since started watching the show and liking it a lot. I think Quinn's mecha craze is infectious. One of, his, us, one of us. One of us. <laughs> so that's the, that's his question, apparently. And also points out that news about the uh, Xseed Android game. Do we care about that game at all? I have no idea what it even is. Oh, that. Um, yeah. I heard just... about it, but I and I saw like I went to the website and it was like a picture of a guy with a sword, but there was nothing to click on. It looks like a action RPG on the on Android and eventually uh, on iOS, but it looked really dumb. <laughs> But I, have you seen a screenshot at all or anything? Yeah, I, they had two screenshots. So let's see. So, blah, blah, yeah, because blah, when blah. I think iOS action RPG, that can look anything from yeah. Infinity Blade to... Go to www. Go to oh, don't go there because there are no screenshots there. Um, hmm. Yeah, I saw two screenshots and it looked very generic and now I can't find them. Oh, shoot. Oh, on the Google Play Store. That's where the screenshots were. So you can go to the Google Play Store and look for Ark of the Ages. That's the game. It's two bucks. It's out now. Um, if you have an Android device, it's got an average rating of 3.2, 16 five-star reviews, 13 one-star reviews. Those are the two biggest review categories. Wow. So, it's so a love what, it or hate it. What do the, what do the one-star reviews say? Well, hold on. Uh, it's a th- fully 3D action RPG, says the, okay. the summary. And um, the review says... Great dungeon crawler, but the GRI integration sucks. If you have to buy items for real money, don't charge for a game. It's either freemium or not. Graphics are great, sound excellent, and it's addictive. Um, then someone says, I keep getting login errors. Now I can't even get my money back. Login error. So there's login issues with the GRI, is what it sounds like. And you can yes. buy items with that. So it's one of those cash-grabby RPGs that, oh, it's only two bucks. Oh, there's stuff I can buy for real money. Hmm. So yeah, I agree with that. I mean, either go free, either go free to play, be completely or, free. You know, pick even, one. Yeah, if you charge even a dollar, people don't feel like you should be charging them for in-game items as much. You know, yeah, it's just risky. Um, what was the other Gree game that I downloaded and I was having login issues with it as well? I don't know. But yeah, that's a, a common yes. complaint with Gree games. Yeah, Gree is. It's new in the U.S. Well, relatively, and it's you know, um, which is it's uh, funny though. You would think with all the money they have, like at E3, they had one of the largest booths, and booth space are are expensive. Yeah, it's, but I mean, you know, this happens every year at Manny. You have some free to play yeah. company that buys a massive, massive booth, and then we never hear from them again. 
Oh, if only they'd spend that money on infrastructure. No, they want to be uh, cheap there. All right. Oh, wait. Was, are these the same people who gave out, like, iPads to everyone at their press event? No, that was Joy Max. Okay. <laughs> Whatever happened Anna to Anna works with. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she knows. All right. Dear soon-to-be Mr. and Mrs. Paws in the RPG cast. Oh, I like that we're taking your your name as the as the family name. It's very damn scary. Yeah, it's very progressive. <laughs> very progressive. During an unfortunate hospital stay this last holiday season. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope you're feeling better. Some friends went together to get me a Nook HD Plus. I'm sorry. A Nook HD Plus. That's a thing to pass the time until I was well enough to return home. I've never been a tablet or smartphone person, but I've heard dark whispers of some tablets having Final Fantasy tactics. Are treasures such as these reserved for Apple-owned tablets, or is there a hope for a new Nook HD Plus owner? And if not FF Tactics, are there any tactical or strategy RPGs still alive? Seraphim Kitten. I'm sorry to say to you, but the Nook HD is like a non-entity, and for, for as far as most developers goes, if you're, I, I would hope that it runs well, at least a basic version I mean, of Android. If you can, does it have access to the Google Store or not? That's what I'm saying. Like it's like. <sighs> And even if it does, how how much power? What, what's it running on the inside? I think the Nook. I don't know that it's that unpowerful. So here's the thing: Tactics is coming to Android. Um, we just don't know when. Like as of February fifteenth, I've got a story here about it coming to Android, and I think we talked about it on the store on the show before. Um, but we don't know when. And um, yeah, because I, I remember we had this story because it was going to be upgraded and look better in Android at first, and then they're going to backport that upgrade in the looks to the iOS. So the question is, what do you need to do to your Nook HD Plus to be able to put on regular Android games? And that's an answer I don't have for you. Here, I'm I'm checking out right now. Um, This is a laptop review or something, laptop mag. Pros, surplus, long battery life, affordable price, limited cons, limited Android implementation, few apps, no camera. So you probably will have to like jailbreak it to do anything with it then. Yeah. Is what that sounds like. I don't know for sure. You're gonna have to use the internet. I I'm I'm afraid I'm not familiar with hacking a Nook HD. Um But if I want to be crass, just sell it and get like a, a Nexus seven. No, because they really worked hard to pull together the money for him. I know. They got the wrong thing. No. Um it's like when your grandma gets They you did the- not consult me before purchasing the Nook. Yeah. Oh, hmm. Now, if all he wants to do is read books, Yo, then the Nook then is amazing. Well, no, the Nook, it's not that bad, Manny. The Nook HD is a decent tablet. Um, yeah, but you get better deals on Amazon Kindle. Yeah, you get more options with like a Kindle Fire HD. You're right. But I think if he looks around and learns how to do the jailbreak and is very careful not to screw up his thing. Yeah, but I feel bad, though. Like, like you shouldn't have to do that, though. Like, unless you're, like, a power user and you, you get joy out of doing that. I mean, like, you shouldn't have to do that just to get some basic apps. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're still speculating because we don't have one. We don't know how hard this is or how easy it is. Um, all right, all right. I, I'm going to refer you to the Internet. We are not your expertise here, unfortunately. Um, just know that at least it's coming to Android, which gives you infinitely more possible chances of being able to get it onto your machine than it not coming to Android. Um, also, he... Recently got a DS, so you guys should suggest DS games for him. Oh, a uh, DS regular? Yeah, well, DSi. DSi? Um, Pokemon. All of them. <laughs> oh, thank you. Dragon Quest Nine is fine. 
Who wants yeah. tactical stuff? Pick up some of the advanced wars. Oh, and there's a tactics A1 and A2? Yeah. I really like Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2. Not there's a, a Disgaea port for That's the cool. DS. Oh, he'd like that. Yeah. And there are several Fire Emblems that you probably pick up for like nothing at this time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there you go. There's some lots. The DS has a lot of back old games that you can get and, and have fun with. So that's good. All right. Hey, dogs and cats. Hope your February is wrapped up quite nicely and you're all excited to start March or something like that. This is from Ocelot. Anyway, here's some questions. Number one. EA just went on record to announce that all of their games would have microtransactions going forward. What do you think? We've been talking <laughs> We've been talking about this on the forums and I'm laughing because of the quote that I got to give Quinn yesterday. So basically they have less said that they're gonna put microtransactions into every game and said that people are buying microtransactions, so there's no reason not to put them in the game. The problem is that those people who are buying them aren't us, you know. The next Um, and much bigger piece is microtransactions within games, he said. We're building into all of our games the ability to pay for things along the way, either to get to a higher level, to buy a new character, to buy a truck, a gun, whatever it might be, and consumers are enjoying and embracing the way of of the business. Yes, they are, except, number one, he's missing the... The problem is, is I feel like I'm divided on this because I work with people that all they do is free-to-play games. Yeah. Oh, I, I so mean, I understand the business model really well. The problem that EA is running into is, one, they do not create goodwill putting out uh, a, a, a column like this. They should just do it and shut up about it. Absolutely. Number two... <laughs> The problem is, is they're charging for $5 for a truck on their $60 game. Yep. Number three, the problem is, is they probably don't have a good community manager that's expressing to them the discontent that they're seeing. Uh-huh. And I mean, the problem is, is... <sighs> you said the problem is like four times. No, Anna, yeah. there's a lot going. of problems. She's, she's, on, she's on point with every single one of these. <laughs> keep going, Anna. You go. The problem, and this is something that I was trying to say in the thread, is that honestly, while there's going to be people that complain, complain, complain bitterly, um, companies don't care about motivation or how you feel. They only care about results. Yep. And if you spend, you know, half an hour bitching on their forums about how it sucks to have the $5 truck and buy the $5 truck anyways, it doesn't matter how much you complain. You bought it. And honestly, all of the – the only thing that the suits are seeing is the numbers. And, and you yes. might see another statistic on a spreadsheet that a community manager has made that, you know, they are desperately trying to convince people that they, you know, that the suits that they need to have a better attitude about it. And the suits are like, whatever, why should we? People are still paying for it. And I was going to say this. Yes, those Mass Effect uh, mystery boxes do count as microtransactions for all the people. Oh, yeah. Bought those. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I also think it's a perception issue. We don't have a problem with buying an expansion. We don't have a problem with um, some paid DLC, but we have a we have a problem with microtransactions. We also have a problem with consumables. Yeah, I think that's chiefly the thing that people are find most heinous is like consumables in a sixty dollars game. 
Right. I should not have anything that I... And a $60 game, there should not be a, a category of item that I put money into and then it's just gone and it could just disappear and, and right. maybe or maybe not result in a, a bonus to my characters. Yeah, and Mass Effect 3 is exactly like that because it's a completely random draw what you get. You're just throwing money away sometimes. Right. And I mean, you know, freemium models have the same problem with 30-day armor. It's like, why should I pay for something that I'm not going to get to keep? Um, As opposed to like something like Team Fortress 2 where you get like an item. You're going to buy a hat. You're going to get the well, hat for it. Well, see, it's better in a premium model because you look at that 30-day armor, that 30-day experience boost as a replacement for a subscription of that game, right? The problem is, is that people who are playing a freemium game, a lot of people playing a freemium game, are playing it because there is no subscription. So that line of reasoning does not work for them. Mm, okay. It works for me. But that, and the, but that's because you grew up on a subscription model. Okay. Yeah. Well, and there's going to be categories of things that are okay for some people that aren't for others, right? So, I mean, mm. ultimately, this comes down to if you are truly dead set against a microtransaction, stop paying for it. The thing that is going to speak to a company is not going to be you pinging off of the walls on their forums. They could not give any less of a crap about it if you really 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 want the model to change stop spending money on it and i think the truth of the matter is that the model won't change because people are going to continue spending money on it. people keep spending money on it yeah so it's if it didn't work they wouldn't do it this way yeah um oh and the last thing that i wanted to point out is um the vocal minority that complains bitterly about it um <laughs> One of the games I used to be a volunteer um, moderator for, um, at one point we broke down like the top 15 people that were complaining on the forum. And um, the company gave us the amount of money they had spent in the last month on the cash shop. It's and, a, I think um, a little bit of it's self-loathing, right? And well, no, hold on. total self-loathing. So what are you saying? They They spent a ton even though they're the most complaining about it? Right. Oh. Self-loathing. They yeah, I mean, there was it. even a guy who was like, "I would never spend money on the cash shop," and the GM was like, "Yeah, he spent twenty five hundred dollars this month." Twenty. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, if only you could counter them <laughs> and say that." Right, and <laughs> you, you just can't. shut all those people off. No, I can. I kind of understand the crazy logic, though. It's like they love your game so much, and then they see these things and they feel the need, and it's like, no, don't do this to me. Just take these out of the game, please. <laughs> wow. You know, but like I said, one more thing though. As long as they keep the microtransactions to Mass Effect or Dead Space levels, it has to be on you know a case by case basis. I I don't have too much of a problem. But if we get into Dragon Age 3 and... <laughs> it costs 50 cents every time you want to cast a fireball. Oh, there's yeah. a cooldown timer on, on my level on my, my level ups or my magic. And like, hey, if you want to speed up your, your magic recharge, I'm done. So I'm Real done Racing 3, right? Oh, Real Racing 3 is the most egregious one. It's yeah. terrible. Right. And I mean, I think the problem well, is... Hold on, is let's explain going... what Real Racing 3 does. Sorry, yes. Um, yes. So... Can you do you remember all the specifics or do I have to try and I, I think it's since been uh, remedied a little bit, but you some have of to it was pay like for okay. Gas. You have to pay for gas. So they've got a time limit on how many things you can do. Um, it, 
so they've got like the energy model. They also have a time limit on on waiting to upgrade your car as well. So like you get in, you finally earn in in game a new engine for your car, and you have to go apply it to your car. But it doesn't just go in. You have to wait for the engine to go into your car. And then you might be out of gas, so you can't play anyway after all that's done. So they're they're hitting you every way that they can. It's ridiculous. And if you're this is an gas, iOS game, if you're wondering. Out. You know, I heard, I heard some – there's always the defense force, and I heard people, you know, it's not so bad, man. I mean, when that happens, all you do is switch to another car or play another game while well, you wait for your timers to cool down. Honestly, that is that is the way people are dealing with it is you just get a, a number – like two or three of these free games, and then by the time you're full, uh, you're out of energy in one, you switch to the other one. I don't feel like I should have to do that in a game, though. Well, I should I, have to play another game so I can keep, mm-hmm. so I can keep, like, so I don't. It's like I'm playing another game to distract me from how mindlessly boring it is. Waiting for the other game to keep going. Well, the idea is you're pay- playing two or three games that you like, right? So I mean, you. But should... you're not. You're, you're playing one game and waiting for two others. Well, I, I, I am not right now. Like I've got this going on in a couple games, um, and I. When I'm out of energy in the one game, I find it's like I've played that enough. It's time to do something else now. Um, then again, they're not as egregious as Real Racing 3, and I feel like I make progress in that time period. So maybe that helps. Um, I don't know. Okay, like I, said, I think it's, it's just different. Uh, it's, it's, it's aimed at um, attention deficit disorder people or something maybe. Go ahead, uh, Quinn. I was just going to say, I still think the funniest thing that's come out of this one was Master Chief's post that said, put short, EA could tell me Quinn's a mecha fan and I'd insist on independent verification. It just doesn't trust him. <laughs> <laughs> and this is this is the big issue that we're going to have, is EA is going to end up being a scapegoat in all of this, because it's going to get worse before it gets better, because EA is all about pushing things to the absolute breaking limit of people are so unbelievably ticked off with them that they have to scale back. You know what's going to be interesting, though, is that, like, it's reached so the point are- where every new review for a game, there's going to be a paragraph on... Do the microtransactions suck in this ver- in this EA game? That's going right. to be the new default, right? And I mean, again, they are going to push it so hard that they find the breaking point, and at that point, they will be able to say, "Okay, this is the line that we more or less can't cross, and we're going to dance around it." If they break, I'm going to be so disappointed if they break Dragon Age through with a poor implementation of microtransactions. Right. I mean, at some oh, point in the next Manny. two years. They're going to break a game. Manny, let me let me help you right now. Don't, Don't. get hyped for Dragon Age 3. Expect <laughs> the worst. You've seen the direction Bioware is going. This is not a story that's going to end well. It's so weird. I used to, I remember I used to tell people, like, why are you so big into Western gaming now? I used to get, oh, the three Bs. Blizzard, Bioware, and Bethesda. Now it's BB. <laughs> bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Hey. Sorry. No, Bethesda, Bethesda, well, she's not off the Well, I was going to say, it's, well, what about the other two of that one? Bioware is being subsumed by EA. Uh, Bethesda can't um, bug fix to save their life. And Blizzard don't do anything anymore. Yep. Except, you know, for except for release expansions to World of Warcraft and work on StarCraft 2. Okay, so now people ask me, what are the bastions of Western gaming? It's now Kickstarter and CD Projekt Red. <laughs> <laughs> True yeah, statement, an Eastern actually. European developer. For the next couple of years, that's true, until the next Bethesda game comes out. And, um, well, until Blizzard does something. Which, they're doing something. They got an expansion of StarCraft 2 coming. Yeah, only three years later. <laughs> it's just late. 
And they might do something else, maybe. They're doing Diablo 3 to... Con- oh, yeah. Well, don't forget about um, uh, Project Titan, which they'll probably end up announcing at BlizzCon this year or something. Yeah. And at PAX East, they've, they said they're going to bring something new and different to the show. To show so how off. are you going to feel when Titan turns yeah, out to be a... Be, it's going to be Blizzard LOL. How do you... And, well, uh, no, no. For, we'll get to that. Um, and it won't be, Anna, and I'll pr- prove it to you why based on the story we have. But okay. um, we, uh, we're we going to see Titan. Well, how are you going to feel, John, when Titan turns out to be an, a first-person shooter MMO? Um, well, if it's any if it's anything like Planet Side 2, it might actually be good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're okay that with that? All right. People are comparing <laughs> it to. All right, then. Yeah, if it's, more, if it's like more of an RPG than Planet Side 2 is, I don't mind. It's going to compete with Destiny. That'll be fun. Oh. Bungie versus Blizzard. There's two more bees for yeah, you. Yeah, but Blizzard <laughs> knows what to do with their hands. <laughs> <laughs> you mean that you don't just plop them in front of you, in front of you like dead fish? <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next question. The new Capcom game, Remember Me, got a June 6th release date. Any interest among the crew, or do you not remember what this game actually is? You, you know, the funny thing uh, is everyone... I- I don't I remember what it is. is uh, I was going to say, I, I, I should change the name of their game to Please Remember Me, because everyone forgets this game exists. I have no they idea. They need to add a question mark to the end of it. Remember, <laughs> remember me? Remember me, please? I, yeah, what I, is I, this? I had forgotten about it until someone, uh, my housemate, brought it up. And then I remembered that I was, gonna, I was interested in getting it as a precursor to um, Watch Dogs. What, yeah, what is it? The funny thing is, I was interested in it, too, because it's like this... It's, uh, I think it's made by a, a French team. It's this cool cyberpunk kind of game. It takes place in Paris. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. You, you dive into people's memories and you alter them to sort of accomplish yeah, your no, goals. The game concepts sound really interesting, as does yeah. the set. Yeah, so. it, it, think, think like a little bit of a Ghost in the Shell mixed with like Assassin's Creed. Like you're, you're traversing places, you're in a like big open city, and you're like uh, you're diving into people's brains to change their memories. And it sounds really cool. It's just something about the marketing or the fact that it's a new IP or a studio we never heard of. But I constantly forget this game exists, and so I think so does the media. I'm not sure I ever heard about it. Okay. Well, you suck. <laughs> Do I? I think Capcom's no, but it's PR funny, though. Even Quinn is interested, and he still forgot. It's like that's we all forget this game exists. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> Number three, I Deus. Think, okay. Been too, I've been too tied up by um, like more recent releases. It's current. It's been a good like smattering of of good releases like really recently. That's oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's also with like the other big games that you're uh, supposed to be thinking about are like um, like you know Bioshock Infinite's on the horizon or. There's rumors of the next Fallout, and I think that gets all the attention rather than, unfortunate, a new IP from Capcom. Hmm. All right, well, number three, Deus Ex Human Revolution will almost certainly be getting a sequel. Will you be getting it too? I have to see the game. I'll- I I most almost certainly will be getting it uh, if it's anywhere as good as the first one. Um, I really enjoyed the first one, so I'm going to play that for sure. But we don't know. I mean, for all we know, it could have a, free, uh, a multiplayer mode just like Tomb Raider in it, and that's like half the game. You know what I've learned? I hmm. like stealth games. That's what I'm realizing is I just like good stealth games, and um, even though I suck at like the stealth sometimes. Hey, hey you never get stealth game. Chris. If you ever uh, if you ever get around to playing uh, Metal Gear Rising, see if you can do a um, see if you can actually try clearing some of the sections of the game uh, like stealthily because it is possible. Even really? though it look, looks like a kind of 
you know, bombastic action game on the surface. It is possible to do, like, stealth clear entire areas. Do you get bonuses for that? I have no idea. Okay. That would be weird. That would seem like you weren't I... playing the game if you did that. It seemed like you were skipping the fun. Well, I mean, because it's funny, because whenever you... I uh, will just explain that uh, whenever you st- uh, stealth kill an enemy from either height or... Um, uh, from behind, you do get like a kind of uh, moment where you can engage blade mode to basically slice the unfortunate person you've just backstabbed into the pieces. Zandatsu or whatever Chris. it is. Zandatsu. 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 Chris, yes. you may be interested in Remember Me because it's being described as a uh, third-person stealth action adventure game. Right. Hey, let me give you the quick – so who, people who don't know. Okay, uh, the player controls uh, Nilin, an amnesic memory hunter, to the streets of Neo-Paris in 2084. This dystopian future features a surveillance state, and she, her job is to um, erase oh. her memory. So it's so Infamous 2? No, it's more <laughs> – think more – no, like cyberpunk. Another game that's not out, but okay. (laughs) You know, I know why people forgot about this game for two reasons. One is like all the hype of so many of the games, PlayStation 4 launch, and the fact that the game comes out on the first day of E3. When did they announce this? I think it was announced at, was it E3 last year? E3 last year? Yeah, and it's coming out exactly one year later. All right. Right? Jeez. All right. Don't release your game on the day of E3. That's terrible. You should send your game out to die if you do that. No kidding. If Assassin's Creed 4 really is all about pirates, as rumors predict, are you interested, Chris, mates? your dream game. Yes. 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 Yes, yes. And yes. Um, so, yes, I'm totally interested. Um, but where did this info about AC4 come from? Oh, uh, the, the cover was leaked. Black Flag. Black Flag. Okay. You haven't seen this? No. Oh, wow. I just tabbed over to my Polygon news feed, and that's the next one. So let's see. <laughs> okay, so the, here's the basic. I, I think it was um someone was on a plane and some marketer like take, took a pick off someone's shoulder and got them, you know. And then basically once it was on, once it was leaked, they had to announce it. So think uh, all the best. Par- I think everyone agreed that the best part of Assassin's Creed Three were probably the ship battles, right? Uh, and you're I, asking I, a, a bunch of people, people who haven't played with, it yet. Uh, <laughs> All right, but a lot of people have problems like the story pacing, like the lack of like vertical traversal. Just sort of like a lot of problems in general with the game. But everyone agreed that the the money, like the economy, was great for upgrading your ship. Ship battles were surprisingly fun. So now imagine an entire Assassin's Creed game built around being a pirate and ships and your crew and upgrading your weapons and blah blah blah. Nice. That's what it looks like. This game is. I'll take it. Yeah, you've been looking for like a good pirate game for yeah. as long as like like years, right? Yeah, I don't know if this will be it, but oh come on! I haven't been trying that hard because if I had been, I would have played uh, Sid Meier's Pirates by now, right? But it's okay. You've never played it before. No, there's an iPad version it. out. Yeah, it's like two bucks. Yeah, Sid Meier's Pirates is pretty damn fun. I would recommend playing it if you like pirates. Yeah, see, I should do that. Yeah, man, it's a classic. Don't you like Sid Meier? I like pirates and ninjas. Pirates? Why don't you just get pirates and ninjas the game? Is that a game? Of course. Are you, are you joking? It's <laughs> not going to be a game. <laughs> it probably is a game, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Uh, what else we got here? Number five. Video game cross-ups are crazy um, and often very cool to think about. Uh, if you could mash together any two, three, or four franchises to make one super-duper cross-up game, what would it be? Uh, do I have to make the obvious one here? Mm-hmm. 
Super Robot. Uh, okay. I was going to say Super Robot Wars, Super Robot Wars, Super Robot Wars, and uh, another Century's episode. Okay. I don't know what that means. Or more to the point, uh, Banpresto really should stop dropping hints and just get around to that big mega crossover that they are sort of seemingly teasing. Okay. Just get on with it. Damn so that's it. like, <laughs> is that actually a game with all the mecha games in it? And anime? Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like in the, um, several of the Super Robot Wars games take place in like different universes, but Banpresto kind of keep teasing, um, like that those different universes are eventually going to like run into each other. It, it's probably when... not going to happen, but it would be rather amusing if it did. I was just saying, you know, I, also just I would kind like of... to see. I would mm-hmm. love to see uh, all of your all those Japanese mecha series versus Western mechs, just like all the me- Western mech games, and just the Western side versus the Japanese side. That would be very interesting to see. I think the Western side would lose. Yeah, they would represent- because they're like they're they're just basically like lumbering, walking, slow tanks, as opposed to like gigantic floating Gundams with shining fingers. Yes. That would still be interesting, though, just to see like a little fight between the two. I, I think it would be more. I think it would be better if they were fighting on the same side against something else. I don't oh. know, Cthulian monstrosities or something. Oh, <laughs> all right. Now you're just the rim. yeah. <laughs> hmm. I will say this though before you guys go is uh, I don't really like crossover games. I don't want to see like Geralt of Rivia teaming up with uh, with the guy from Deus Ex, Adam Jensen. I I, I don't know. I like worlds to, to be the self. I like short stories, self-contained little stories. So I don't, don't really like fan fiction. So I just you, you know. You don't like Star Trek and Doctor Who. Oh my! Have you seen that comic? <laughs> it's the Doctor Who versus Star Trek, and the Cybermen team up with the Borg oh to assimilate the universe. Sounds terrible. It's. I hate crossover. That sounds awesome. I remember there was one when I was a kid. I remember seeing the cover to this and thinking, even as like a little kid, I was like 10. I was like, no, thank you. I just walked away. It was on the cover. It was the X-Men teams up with the original cast of the of Star Trek. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I've seen an internet review of that. It's hilariously bad. Oh, my. As soon as I saw that, I thought to myself, crossovers, no. And ever since, I've felt that way forever. I, 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 I'm, this is going from someone who likes crossovers. You know, there are some that just don't work. I can say, like, most of the games that I like, they wouldn't work. Like, at the most, I'll say is I wouldn't mind a little bit of crossover within the same franchise, within the same series. Like, uh, some hints of the original of Vault of the Vault Hunter from 101 and 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 Fallout 4 stuff like that. But no. How about you? Hmm. Harvest Moon crossover. <laughs> That's uh, Harvest Moon and Animal Crossing crossover. Harvest Moon Animal Crossing. God, no, actually no, that I would be kind of like, cool. I don't like Animal Crossing. <gasps> what? You don't like having a guy yell at you for like twenty minutes because you accidentally reset your game? Reset no, is hilarious. Okay, I'll be honest. <laughs> That Fire Emblem Times uh, Mega Ten game, that worries me to no end. <laughs> okay, that excites me. Hmm. Worries me to no end. 
I, I'm trying to think of crossovers that would work. And I think most of the problems is we have crossovers that don't work. And I think Super Robot Wars works because it's just, let's get all the robots together and fight, right? Yeah, it's just and, like all of these over-the-top Japanese robot animes yeah. just going crazy and having hey, fun with it. At least they, they are at least well-written. Like the, the, the writers on the Super Robot Wars series at least know how to write a good crossover. Okay. You know, I'll be honest. I even get upset when Batman shows when the Superman shows up in like in a Batman cartoon. I'm like, go back to your city. You don't belong here. <laughs> See that that's a good crossover concept, though. Is um, Marvel versus DC superheroes in some sort of fighting or other game? This upsets me so much. Nobody wants you here, Superman. <laughs> Watching Batman for a reason. I do because you, then you get to see Batman fight Superman. Which is like the ultimate underdog contest, and he, and he does but really Superman, well. But Batman always wins because he always planned like twenty steps ahead, and he has like I yeah. Don't because know, it depends who's writing. Is it is it written from a Batman perspective? Because then Batman's smarter. If it's written from a Superman perspective, then Superman, Superman with his super brain is smarter. You know, so uh, if it's written from the Superman perspective, all he has to do is like snap his fingers, and he's dead. Yeah, Big yeah. because Superman's just super duper powerful. I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> All right, Nobody well. likes you, Aquaman. Why are you here? Well, that's a true yeah. statement. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I will yeah. say this, though. I do want to play Injustice Gods Among Us. Like, that, their uh, Mortal Kombat game was pretty good. And I think the story mode in this new Injustice game sounds pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. No, that game basically is uh, Infamous 2. I mean, Infamous 3. Surveillance state. Good ah. times. Ah. Ah. I just found a story that says Skulls of the Shogun got a price drop. Like a permanent yeah. price drop. Yeah, across the board, right? Oh. Ah. You guys that have no excuses to buy this game now. Buy it. Super I don't good. own a Windows platform. Except for the Xbox. You buy it on the Xbox. It's 10 bucks now. All right, uh, let's start our news feeds, guys. Um, is that your news theme for us? Yes. Mm. All right, hold Drop on. some news on you. Boom. News. news. Okay. <laughs> you guys are crazy. All right, so starting off the news, we've got the need for me to open my little reader. First off, it's Rainbow Skies. So you guys remember Rainbow Moon, right? Rainbow Moon, the strategy Did, RPG that, on the PS3 that wasn't well-received. Did, didn't you get horribly bored playing that game? Yeah, I fell asleep and just didn't really want to go back to it. So this is a sequel. <laughs> Rainbow Skies. Uh, it's built using the same systems, but new world, new characters, new story. Uh, new, let's see, improvements. Uh, captured monsters that can become members of your party and upgraded an enhanced battle system with combo attacks and treasure hunt style quests, explorable buildings, new mini games, etc. It's going to be in 2014. So look forward to that. And you... on the Vita, I think. Well, the um, Rainbow Moon is coming to the Vita, and uh, Rainbow oh, right. Skies That's is already it. announced for both consoles and handhelds. So I don't know what systems. Probably PS4 by then. I don't know. Maybe everything? Next year will still be PS3. Hmm. Okay. Um, 
Eternal Punishment is inflicted upon PSN. I like that headline. So yes, the Eternal Punishment that we've been talking about, it came out. So that is the PS1 version. It's out on the PSN now. So go pick that up. Kingdom Hearts HD Remix. Pause for Anna Squee. No. No. Don't want... You don't want... Okay. So this is Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, uh, along with uh, Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories and 358 over 2. And uh, it's in HD. And it will be on PS3 in both North America and Europe. You're not excited to get Final Mix? Mm, it's like the no. bestest version of the original Kingdom Hearts. No, I, yeah. I was thinking of picking. I was thinking of picking it up, if only because of the improvements made to the original's combat system, which is one of the reasons why I've always preferred the second game to the first. New abilities, bosses, yeah, and cutscenes. That, that that's a definite selling point. Yeah. Um, Rechain of Memories, which is that PS2 version of the Game Boy version that I really didn't like, um, and then three five eight over two, which I never played. Um, Wait, don't worry, yeah. the 358 the three fifty eight over 2 content in 1.5 is uh, basically just a series of cutscenes. Oh, right, it's just cinematics. Ooh, yep, so if just you don't... to summarize the story. Okay. Why? <laughs> I don't well, because that. presumably it's, in, you know, the, there are a couple of plot elements that are important for when they ine- release the inevitable Kingdom Hearts 2.5. <laughs> Not 3, but 2.5. Yeah, I mean, this is what's irritating me. It's like, can you just make another new game, please? He's busy um, not making Versus 13. <sighs> well, he should hurry up and not do that so I that know. he can make the next Kingdom Hearts. Well, so far he's been doing a good job of not doing that, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Spiderweb Software's revealed Avedon 2 The Corruption, which is the sequel to Avedon The Black Fortress, is uh, coming out. Uh, you can find that on their more info on their website at spiderwebsoftware.com slash avadon2 is coming this fall for Mac and Windows and what else? iPad. All right. Monster Hunter. This is cool. This was this is I like this. So Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, it's coming for the Wii U like on the twenty second of this month in the at least in the US. Uh, I don't know when it is in Europe. Oh, well, it's 22nd in Europe, 19th in the U.S. Okay, it's coming out on Wii U and 3DS. So the difference between the versions is the Wii U one is obviously in, in HD, and you can play online. The 3DS one is not is on your portable and in 3D, and you can play with other people locally, um, and that's it. Uh, or you can play, if you're local, you can play with somebody who's on the Wii U as well. So you can kind of multiplayer together that way so one can be on the couch with the 3ds one of you on the couch with the wii u and play yeah so they've already announced that there's going to be a big patch for these games um at least the wii u version they're gonna add in off-screen play so by default the game does not come with the ability to play it on the wii u gamepad only um so they're gonna add that in and then they're also adding cross-region play between north america and europe so one of the big things that people were annoyed at is that people from North America and Europe couldn't play with each other, and now they will be able to play with each other online with the Wii U version. Um, no words yet on whether or not they're adding, like Japan is getting, the ability to play online on your 3DS via your Wii U somehow. Um, that's something Japan's getting, no announcement for that in the U.S., and still no ability to play with Japanese players on Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on your Wii U um, if you're in the U.S. or Europe, um, which is too bad because those players tend to be nicer and better at the game. Oh, well. Monster Hunter. Big news if you're a Monster Hunter fan. All right. Devil Survivor. Who's into Devil Survivor? Oh, 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 oh. 
Well, this isn't a new game. This is just announcing that Europe gets it finally. April 5th, yeah. 2013, Europe gets it for £34.99. Pence. Cents. Cents. Pence. I don't know what it is. It's Pence. It's, Pence. It's, it was Pence from Ghost Light Store and pre-orders are starting March 8th. So there you go. If you've been waiting in Europe for Devil Survivor Overclocked, that's what's coming out and you can go pick that up soon. Is that the DS one or the 3DS one? That is the 3DS it's one. It's the 3DS okay. remake of the DS game. Yes. Yeah, screw that. No 3DS. Okay. But it, you know, there is the DS sequel, Devil Survivor 2, right? Right. It's on the regular but DS. also 3DS. No, that, oh, that's 3DS as well? Yeah. Hmm. There's Devil Survivor, which is DS. Yeah. Overclocked, which is 3DS. And Devil Survivor 2, I think, is 3DS. I don't think so. Devil Survivor 2. Sequel to one of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, regular DS. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Have you played that? Yeah, I no. played it and beat it. Oh, you beat it. Okay. Oh, yeah. And you beat played it, beat it, shelved it. Yeah. What is uh, that? The the new... reason... Manny, is beat... that your new Daft Punk song? The only reason I <laughs> didn't beat the first Double Survivor is because I got a buggy copy. Played it, beat it, shelved it. Oh, never mind. All oh, right. there you go. That's a nerd parody waiting to happen, isn't it? My question is, though, is do you remix Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger or Technologic? Harder, or Better, Faster, Stronger because it's a better song. Technologic's a boring song. I, I think the music in, in Harder, Better is better. Maybe there's a crossover. Put those two together somehow. The well, that was what I was crossover. implying. Da- I guess that's a match. When are we going to get our Daft Punk RPG based yeah. on the, the, what's it called, the saga? Oh, Interstellar 5555. The secret of the five star system. Are there oh, my rock. <laughs> well, it's kind of the whole point. All right. <laughs> all Bear right. in mind, all of the all of the S's in that title are replaced with fives. Ah, okay. Next up, we've got news about Age of Conan. So, really? yeah, the game Age still of, exists. Yeah, it still exists, and it's going free to play. Wow! Wait, did they this go free to play a long time ago? Yeah. I. Uh, Listen, I don't know. Are you sure the story isn't from like two, like oh seven or oh eight? Listen, all I know is it's oh, it's on free to play now on Steam. Yeah, uh, that makes a lot more sense. Well, forget that then. <laughs> Xbox Live's got a sale, and I just point this out because Xbox Live never has a sales like this. They've got like actual big discounts going on. Um, yeah, and the more and more things like uh, Fallout Three. New Vegas for ten bucks and stuff like that. Borderlands. Oh, that's a pretty good deal. Wow. Yeah, um, like really cheap. So go check out. I would recommend you go check out the Xbox Live store to see what they are. But I know how bad that store is. So go check out some deals websites. Go to Major Nelson's website. He's probably got a better listing, so you can actually understand what's on sale. Since you know their store sucks so bad. All right. What else we got? Diablo three. So we know that's coming to PS4 and PS3. You will not have cross-platform play. You will not be able to play with your PC buddies on the P- uh, while you're on your PS3 and vice versa. Also, they've announced that they're not going to add controller support to the PC version, even though they're developing controller support for the PS3 version, and they're not going to add ke- keyboard support to the PS3 version. So if you want to play with a controller, get it for your PS3 slash PS4, which kind of a weird set of announcements, but okay. Um, yeah. Do you have there any talk about Blizzard uh, bringing something new to PAX East? Uh, oh, I do. Right over here. 
I've got a story about that. There, here's the quote from who who said it? Who said this? Okay, apparently it's just a press release or something. Blizzard is bringing something quote a little something different from our other games. Uh, it's on the invitation, I guess, from that press site's got. It's not a sequel, expansion, or that rumored next-gen MMO, but it's something that we're excited for you to get your hands on. Uh, Let's see. A representative later clarified to Polygon here, the new Blizzard project um, is not Diablo 3. And... uh, Let's see. They also said... What else did they say? Okay, so here's the idea. The idea here is that it's something different from the other games and it's not a sequel expansion or a rumor next gen um people found people have been saying elsewhere that it's like something completely new which would rule out blizzard all-stars which is what anna's thinking it's going to be um i heard talk that it was wow adventures some kind of ios puzzle game oh oh wow they bring that back coming Jesus. back from the dead that was killed like what 15 years ago I I I do think the chances are high that it's some sort of mobile game. But uh, I doubt it's going to be StarCraft Ghost. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. All right. So that's all we know about that. Anna thinks it's going to be Blizzard All Stars, right? Not after you told me that. Well, I you know I just read you the official invite stuff, and it seems to leave the door open for All Stars. But the way they described it, it sounds new. Warcraft 4. (laughs) Boom. That'd be a nice megaton. Yeah, Warcraft 4 is ready. And you can buy it today. (laughs) Oh, they never do stuff like that. All right. Dungeons and Dragons Online is getting a new expansion. Nobody cares about Dungeons and Dragons Online. But uh, yeah, that's coming. You can find more on their website. Yeah put you to sleep <laughs> super smash oh that's a story i brought up for myself the smash brothers guy's got serious problems with his right arm and it's delaying the game it makes me sad all right warhammer online wrath of heroes do you guys remember that game no let me refresh you it's a league of legends style game it's a moba game that they brought out with all the warhammer heroes uh well it's shutting down so too late if you haven't played it why already. am i why am i somehow why am i not surprised it never came out of uh open beta and uh, that's uh, you're gonna. <laughs> this is funny. Those who have played the game between January 1st and February 22nd, 7th, or have an outstanding balance of gems, will receive a promotional code for Warhammer Online: Age of Reckoning, uh, which is their subscription-based MMO, and it g- gives you a month of free in-game time, items, in-game currency, and amount. <laughs> so thanks for spending money on the game. Here's some crap for this other game you're not playing. Woohoo! Uh, speaking uh, of di- breaking news real quick yeah okay so assassin's creed black flag coming october 29th Ooh. will be on next gen consoles the trailer is up right now because it was leaked so watch it while you can before it gets taken down i think we already saw um pictures of box art for it for 360 and ps3 as well though right yeah but it's been confirmed to ps4 too. as well okay <laughs> i want to watch this i'm gonna watch this trailer before it gets pulled down wait we're why would it be pulled down? It's a leak trailer? Yeah. Ooh, where'd you find it? It's on the front page of Destructoid. You... 
Uh, I want to see this pirate game in action. October 29th. Or I don't want to wait three months until E3. <laughs> okay. Well, I already got that downloading. And what else we got? Oh, Deus Ex. So here's why we think there might be a sequel coming. Square Enix has put in a trademark application for Deus Ex Human Defiance. If you remember, the first game was called Human Revolution, or the first uh, of this revived Deus Ex, rather. So now Human Defiance makes sense for a follow-up. And uh, This has nothing to do with the movie at all? Ooh, don't know. That's a good point. It's uh, three classes of of uh, trademark goods and services, and uh, computer game software, printed matter, and um, entertainment services. All right, so, so that sounds like yeah, yeah, it sounds like the prequel novel, the prequel comic, yeah. and the game itself. Yeah, most likely. All right, and what else we got? Oh, Eve Online hit a big milestone this week. They just announced they've surpassed 500,000 subscribers. And they're going into their second decade soon. So Eve Online, still going strong. And I know 500,000 is nothing like what WoW has, but they're really dedicated subscribers. Yeah, I was going to say, the thing about I think Eve Online is quite particular amongst the MMO world because it's one of the few MMOs where subscription numbers have actually gone up like over a long period of time. Like Everyone, everyone else like, kind of increases really quickly to a peak, and then they just spend the next however long like just slowly bleeding subscribers with a couple of peaks for like expansion packs or something i think eve online is the only one where numbers have just kind of like steadily gone up over time slowly i mean eve online's been around for what almost 10 years uh yeah i mean they're yeah they're saying they're getting ready for their second decade so yeah yeah i i will probably resubscribe just to go be back online for the 10th anniversary we need to play together I've got a Dominix. Let's go kill some stuff. I would. Um, I'll have to see what I still have. I think I have a. I think I have a couple of things that I could actually shoot things in. And I, I, I now with the uh, retriever changes, I can go and mine and get you know five million isk just from one trip. So you know that's oh five million. Huh. I know it's nothing, but you know it's something. <laughs> I know. No, I'm laughing at, at the Seattle Police Department and their great sense of humor. What's that? Oh, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's a um, convention going on this weekend. Um, Emerald they, City Comic Con. Yeah, and they had um, mounted police officers um, that were manning the registration line because it was massive. And someone All right, Anna, you read Josh. I'll read the Seattle Police Department. Okay. Um, hang on. Let me pull it up here. Uh I just had it. Oh. Um, oh. From Josh K. Hey, Seattle PD. I think the Mountain Patrol monitoring the Comic-Con line is a bit of an overkill, no? All right. Hey, Josh K. They're just there to keep an eye on things. But you can just pretend they're centaur cosplayers if you'd prefer. <laughs> oh, I thought that was good. <laughs> no, that's nice. All right. What else we got? Just saw I, I made the mistake of opening a Sean Elliott tweet. All right. Uh, Which this, one? <laughs> about the Chippendale. <laughs> you, could you believe you go to Disneyland and get that printed? Yeah, I want this printed on my Chippendale. <laughs> I don't know what that is. 
You can pretend there's cos- Cesar cosplayers if you prefer. Oh, that, he put that too. Sweet. <laughs> uh, the Elder Scrolls Online beta invites go out end of March. So if you've been waiting to get into Elder Scrolls Online, into that beta, end of March is the time frame, and um, what else we know? This um, means you... You, you know someone in the beta, Chris. Whom? Bo. Cool. Because I'm not. Wait, how do I know him in the beta if the invites haven't gone out? Because um, there's an invite-only beta right now. Well, this sounds like this is also an invite-only beta. <laughs> it's a closed yeah. beta. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's playing it now. He can he can't talk about it. He can only say that he's playing it. He can talk about it to us, just not on Twitter or Facebook. Right. <laughs> this means that the game will only be available for play during specific times. Uh, every beta event will have a clear focus. So it sounds like Guild Wars Two beta, and um, there you go. Okay, League of Legends. We cover that still, right? Well, I say we. I say somewhat jokingly that we cover it because we do actually have a review for it on our site. Yes, which was done by JCS about five years ago. Right. Games changed a little since then, but yeah, um, just a bit, just a bit. And one of those changes is they now have a Mac client. It's in open beta. You can go pick that up, and it's available for download. And you can play League of Legends on your Mac. Um, oh, the uh, um, in, in order to commemorate, they they took a leaf out of Valve's book in order to commemorate the release of um, the Mac client for League of Legends. They've released the Eye Blitzcrank skin, ooh, which is the uh, the Mac the Mac to, version of Blitzcrank. Do you have to pay for it? Of course, like uh, all skins. Although it's not a legendary skin, so it's, it doesn't have a huge price associated with it. Mm. Say that name again. Eye Blitzcrank. Okay. Uh, see if I can f- pull up a, a picture on it because it's quite funny. I'm gonna, I'll Google it. Also, Chris, please. If it's so, not on Linux, I don't care. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so hipster, Manny. Might and Magic Heroes <laughs> Online is going to broaden the audience. So Might and Magic Heroes Online is coming and is a browser-based Might and Magic Heroes game. And, uh, yeah. So Might and Magic Heroes is, of course, the kind of turn-based strategy slash RPG game. We cover them. Um, and now they're going to have a browser version. This is the first I've heard of it. Uh, anybody excited to get back into Might and Magic Heroes if you can free-to-play browser version? I am cautiously optimistic. Right. I registered for the closed beta, so I'll check it out as if I get in. Um, yeah, actually, I've got two emails. Why don't I sign up with both? <laughs> just thought about that. The only thing is just by email address. I should put in as many emails as I have. <laughs> all right. Uh, what else have we got? No, that's it. That's all I got for news, guys. I got a couple. All right. Hit me. All right. Oh, no. That's with that the, with the news stories, please. All right, all right. Okay, so here we go. Here's a quick little story from Joystick. Okay. Uh, so here's some new details about The Witcher 3. The game will last approximately 50 hours. Throughout those hours, the world can reach a total of 36 different states, depending on the player's choices. So, and and as previously revealed, these three choices, these these choices will also lead to one of three different epilogues. And they're also looking to see if they can use save files from the previous game and import them into The Witcher 3, which might be harder on the consoles, but maybe a lot easier on the PC versions. Cool. I like it. 36 different states, so it's not, it's not like the longest open world game, but if there's a lot of per- permutations of how the world can... Uh, 36 cities, get... I think, is plenty big. <laughs> no, right. states, states, not cities. even better. No, not like a... Like a you not know, like states a... like 
the Wisconsin states like how the world ends up evolving based on your decisions. Even better, better than. I'm still yeah. okay with this. <laughs> Every okay. definition I've come up with of interpreting that is cool with me. <laughs> yeah. So so like this like your choices actually will will matter more than your average kind of game. Uh, next up here we have. I know we cover a little bit of. Disappeared on me. Where'd you go? I don't know. Where'd I go? Okay, so I know we covered a little bit of this game, but XCOM Enemy Unknown is coming to the Mac. Ooh, okay. It's uh, being ported by Feral Interactive, the guys you want to do the, your Mac port. It's called the Elite Edition, and it comes with all the DLC included in the package. So, like, uh, you know, the two, the pre-order pack, the update, and then the extra China DLC. I like it, and that should be out soon. From Federal Interactive. And what's the last one we got here? Uh, oh, you geez, had something. I should have been better prepared. Yes, you should have. The okay, uh, a lot of news dropped on... No, we don't cover that game. Never mind. Oh. I guess that's all. <laughs> that's it? All right, that's cool. It. All right, so that's our show for the day, guys. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, you can do it. Oh, wait, I forgot new releases. Atelier Ayesha is coming out on March 5th. So if you've been looking forward to another Atelier game, which I think is the first one I'm not buying because I haven't played the last three. Um, you bought the last three and didn't play them? I've played a bunch. Yeah, I've bought a bunch of them. Because they go away, and they're hard to get if you don't get them. So, But who but cares now, if you don't want it? I know. I'm Now I've decided I need to stop buying these because it's just stupid. Um, yeah, so... Atelier Aisha, it's coming out, so look forward to that this week. Um, no new reviews up this uh, this past week, but look, uh, keep an eye peeled. Should have something soon. And I think that's it. If you'd like to contribute to feedback, you can do it at podcast.rpgamer.com. That's our email address. You can also go to the message boards, board.rpgamer.com. That's B-O-A-R-D, not B-O-R-E-D. You're not bored while reading it. It's like a plank of wood. Uh, go to the latest updates forum, and in there, you'll find the show thread. Um, you can also send us a voicemail at 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098. We'll play it right here on the show. You can also send us an, e- an MP3 file to the email address, podcast.rpgamer.com, and we'll play that on the show. If you'd like to follow RPGamer, you can do it at twitter.com slash rpgamer. RPGamer is at rpgamer.com. You can watch the show live at 9 a.m. Pacific noon Easterns on Saturdays at rpgamer.com slash live. Woo! Anything else we oh, can plug? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I there is a small possibility I may have a lot more uh, giant robot things to talk about next week. Ooh, maybe. Okay, cool. Oh, and um, I have an embargo up on Monday, so I got some stuff I'll be able to talk about too next week. Okay. Sweet. All right, I'm looking forward to that. I hope you guys are too. Join us next week. Until then, we are out. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 I went to San Francisco. I'll tell you about it later. Woo.